listening to Bros Let's Talk. Hey. Let's talk. Pat here with Jimmy. Two-man show this week. What's up, bro? Nothing much. Just uh, enjoying what was one of the best Sundays in Chicago sports that I can remember in a really, really, really long time. So I'm psyched to be here to be able to talk about it. Yeah, I didn't get to enjoy most of it, but I was filming a short film for a class, which... Yeah, you had, a, you had some important stuff going on. I'm very excited to be able to share that with people in a, sh- a few short days as well, though. We have to turn it in on Thursday, so our editing will be done on Wednesday. But I did that with a uh, group of guys from class. Shout out Dominic, Mike, Kevin, Drew, Cameron, Felix. Dang, you had a whole crew there. I don't think I missed anyone. Yeah, and we filmed at two different sites today. We went to Churchill Woods in Lombard, right off St. Charles and 53. And then oh, we yeah, went okay. to Hidden Lake, right off 53, and Butterfield across from the yep. Walmart. <clears throat> yep. And I won't give away any details of the movie, but other than it's a, it's a kind of mockumentary filmed in the style of a... Discovery Channel Bigfoot Hunter team show. All right, I'm excited to see that. It's about a team of Bigfoot hunters. Cool. So, yeah. But then I get home. Bears are losing 23 to 6. To start the fourth, right? Start That's the fourth. That's when I got home. Now, had, had you been keeping up? I know yes. uh, me, you, Mike, and Dad have a yes. thread, and we were talking about it. I didn't know how much you So one of the guys had attention. had it pulled up on his phone. I wasn't really watching, though, just because I am in the movie, and then when I wasn't in the movie, I was helping out a lot with the mm-hmm. behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. But I knew what the score was, and I was listening on the ride home. And then... I got home. I only saw the fourth quarter. So okay. from what I've seen this <laughs> year, to see. the Bears have the best offense in the NFL. Mitch Trubisky is the best quarterback in the NFL. That's fair. That's a very fair assessment of and what you've been And the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. So it was a lot. I think I texted you this. It was a lot of mediocre and a lot of bad for the first three quarters. Um, you know, they came out first two plays of the game. They run the ball. And they got to, I think, a third and one, third and half a yard, whatever. They try a QB sneak, fails, they have to punt. And it's like, come on, you know, it's it's like we just can never get out of our own way. You have two really good running plays, third and one, give it to your, give it to Cordero Patterson or, or uh, David Montgomery, even Tariq Cohen, and just let your offensive line move some guys for a freaking yard and keep it rolling. Doesn't happen, we have to punt. Like I said, a lot of mediocre. I think Mitch was like four for ten in the first half. I mean, it was just again missing some wide open throws. Even even at the end, for as well as he played, and and if if we're gonna bash him, you gotta give the guy credit when he plays well. He played a phenomenal fourth quarter, but that whole second half, some of those catches, we it shouldn't always be that our guys have to make. 
these ridiculous catches to save Mitch's inaccuracy or overthrows or underthrows or whatever. Right. So he did make once, a, a good throw on the touchdown to Anthony Miller. Again, if if you're gonna bash him, you gotta right. give the guy credit because that yeah. was a dime. He dropped that ball in there. That was that was awesome. That's the Mitch you thought you were drafting four years ago, five years ago, whatever it was. That's the Mitch that we thought we would see time and time again. And to your it point, hasn't though, so far. it needs to happen more consistently. Correct. We've I mean, had there, these there are plays where. We're not even asking you to make those plays like anymore. We're just saying when a guy's wide open, hit him. Get the exactly. ball to him. It like, shouldn't be that if, if there's a defender within six, seven yards that you're afraid to throw or whatever. Just make the passes an NFL quarterback is supposed to make. Not an elite NFL quarterback. A normal NFL quarterback is supposed to make. And I think we'll be fine. And this is the second year in a row that the Lions blew a big lead in their first game of the season last they did, year. They, they did it against Arizona. Yeah. They did it against Arizona. And Matt, Matt Patricia is 9-23-1 and now one. in his three seasons. They fired Jim Caldwell for going 9-7. and seven. Right. And this guy has won the same amount of games in three years. But I think Jim this game won. is a pretty good indicator of what kind of team the Lions truly are. I don't yep. think they're bad in the sense that people are going to market an easy win on their schedule, but they tend to blow these games in the fourth quarter and give up these leads and their defense folds and the offense can't get it done. You saw Stafford who had a pretty good game up until the point. He did yeah. force a throw between two defenders. It gets popped up and intercepted bears score right away, take advantage. And then, made a great throw to DeAndre Swift, who just drops the ball in the end zone. Right. I, and I was turned around in anger on that play. And then right, I hear he thought he scored. I hear Stockton say, oh, he dropped the ball. Right. And, and, and Dick Stockton's the worst, by and the way. They took, you, you got to credit the Bears. Again, the Bears made the plays when they need to. The Lions had it. The Lions should have won the game. They should have won the game with about six seconds left. And they didn't make a play when they needed to, and we did, and that's and that's what it that's what it came down to. And for the first three quarters, I was I was very calm, I was very tame, I wasn't bored. I was just I was excited that football was back. And based on how the game was going to start the fourth, I was telling myself, you know what, we're gonna be worse than I thought we were. I don't care. I mean, I care, but I just happy football's back. Maybe we'll we'll win some games, and I will make sure that I celebrate the, the wins that we do have. Starting to be you know pretty down on the team, and then all of a sudden it was like, what the hell happened? And we got to win, and I'm going to celebrate like I said I was going to. I mean, I don't care if they should have lost. I don't care if the Lions destroyed it all over the field. A win's a win. It's hard to win in the NFL, and the Bears won today. That's a really good point. It's hard to win in the NFL. I think sometimes people lose track of that. Some teams make it look easy. The Patriots have been making it look easy for 20 years now when they had an opening day win again. But it's really not that easy. No, and and it's. I'm I'm glad you brought that up about the Patriots because Tom Brady is now not playing against the likes of the Jets and the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills, even though the Buffalo Bills are improved. He's got to go up against Drew Brees Bills, Bills are pretty year. good, actually. I think right, no, that, that's what I was saying. They're, they are pretty good. But he's got to go up against Brees now twice a year. Atlanta, who you're never sure what you're getting with them, but they're not an easy out. Definitely then, not. Matt Ryan not, had a huge game today. 
you're not really sure what you're going to get out of Carolina, but I'm not saying that the reason they won all those years in a row was because they had an easy division. But it helps, it helps. that they were in a shitty division. And yes, it absolutely helps. And now they're not in a shitty division. Good point. Good so, point. We'll see. Feels so good to have football back, even though I wasn't able to enjoy it to the extent that I normally would. It just does on feel opening day. Right. It just feels really good. To you have got what should back. be a pretty good game on tonight, and then two games tomorrow. And it's exciting. It's it's exciting to be back. I'm you know we we talked about once baseball, once the Cardinals in Miami got in trouble early with the COVID, we're like. This isn't going to happen. The season isn't going to happen. And now we're, what, 10 days away from the season being over? Yeah. 15 days away, whatever. There's like 10, 12 games left. Basically, the NFL was just like, we're not going to disclose anything about COVID and just move forward as usual. Right. To the point of even allowing fans for, the Jaguars had fans today, only team today. But on Thursday, the Chiefs had fans as well. And yes, if you your team is located in a city where they allow or it's allowed based on the restrictions in place, then you can have fans. And we saw it in college football this weekend too. So it was it was still weird. So yeah. Even yeah, though sure. even though it's like that brings some some level of normalcy back, but you just watch it and it. No other sport has had fans. Other sports are in a bubble. Right. And here's football just defying the odds somehow. Just doing their thing like just they always do. Just along. So, so that's what, what my point was going to be, that we saw baseball able to get through their little outbreak in the beginning of COVID. We saw how, how good it's been for the NBA and the NHL. So the, the NFL had the advantage of, of going last, right? They had the advantage of seeing what everyone else is doing. Let's try not to make these mistakes. Let's try and do this as best we can. I know that everyone from the ownership down to the equipment managers have to wear these tracking devices when they're in the building to help with contact tracing. So if someone does contract COVID, they know who that person was around for how long they were around that person. And it'll help them, like I said, with the, with the contra- contract, contact tracing so they can they can try and figure out who has it and get them quarantined so they don't have to shut the whole thing down. The only thing that worries me with the NFL is there's so many working parts. Baseball has a 25-man roster. NHL and NBA were in a bubble. You're talking about 100-plus people with coaching staff, players out of 32 teams that will be moving all over the country. But they already said they had five positive tests among 6,000-plus Right. employees with all staff and stuff included. Right. So you just so know right there that it's all bullshit. There's yeah. no way. Five people, Out five 6, people across yeah. 32 teams and 6,000 plus. That's just a bullshit number. Me and Dad were talking about this the other day. Just throw out a higher number, like 112. That would have <laughs> even been not that suspect. Okay, so there's right. three or four on each team and it's all staff. We right. can deal with that. Right. Five. Five. They, they're just going to truck along and do their thing and make money and entertain us. And we're just going to be okay with it. Because so we the, are getting the entertainment. The, the one advantage I do think they have is that they only play in one city 
for one day and then they leave. And I know teams have been starting to one game a week, week too is, is right, a big factor. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're in a different city once a week. I guess teams have been arriving later at the hotels on Saturday to give them more time, you know, in their homes and away from being on airplanes and around people they're not used to being around. So let's hope this can work because the other the other leagues made it work and. We would obviously love for the NFL to make it work so we can watch it for, what is it, 20-plus weeks? Yes. Yes. And for the first time since 2008, because Chris Kampf had tweeted it out, the Bears, Cubs, and Sox are all in first place on the same day. Ah, I like that. I was getting um, a little nervous for my parlay to hit when with the Bears down. I I knew the Sox were gonna win, right? And at that point, I think the it was old like Chicago parlay. It was like the sixth or seventh inning. Uh, the Cubs were up big, and and I didn't even realize that Alec Mills had a no hitter going until the Bears game ended, and I got an alert Same. on my phone. Before we move on, Bears play the Giants next week, home opener. Yes, Soldier Field. Yes. Giants, did they play already today? They believe they play tomorrow. They're Monday night. It's Steelers-Giants. You're correct. Yes. How are we feeling? Obviously, Bears pull out the tight victory today after trailing the entire game and finding their rhythm in the fourth quarter. Do you think that momentum is enough to carry over in the next week? Mitch's confidence is flying high. Or so, we, do we have to wait and see what, we, what the Giants are? We know they're going to feed Barkley a lot. Yeah. You know, Daniel Jones showed some signs last year, but still a young quarterback. Nate's, I think Nate Solder, who was one of the most overrated players in the NFL, I think he opted out, though. So the Giants, probably not going to be great this year, I don't no, think. No, they're, they're still predicted to be bad. And I know it's cliche, but it in this sport, it really is true. The NFL really is a, a week-to-week league. If, if you're not one of the elite teams, and even if you are, you can still have these hiccups along the way. So I think this was great for Mitch's confidence. To And again, it doesn't matter how bad the Lions are and were. You can only play who's on your schedule. They were down 23-6. to Mitch, Mitch and the Bears made plays. The Lions didn't. That being said, I think it's, it's huge for his confidence because if he finishes that game without throwing a touchdown or... Or they he throws a pick, and now people are, are talking about Foles already in week two. I mean, we're already having to to protect this guy's psyche. Not us, but but the the Bears. So I think it was huge for him, and I think he'll come out a little more relaxed. Hopefully, play a little better next week at home. It's a Giants team we should beat, but they they got I mean they got to clean stuff up. We had zero pressure on Stafford today until the fourth quarter. I think we only recorded one sack for the entire game. And Robert Which, Quinn was out, our big right, right. Uh, free agent offseason signing. So that, that should help next week. And, I, I mean, right away you can tell Eddie Goldman out and out is going to be it, as good as Bilal Nichols was and will be. You don't replace a guy like Eddie Goldman. You just you just don't. So so as well as the defense played at first, they need to get their shit together too because right. that front four got they, no They pressure. made it close at the end. They did. Yeah, like the, you said, they dropped the t- they dropped the winning touchdown. Yes, they, they dropped they the winning touchdown. They had the play. Yes. Yes, they did. And didn't make it. Linebackers looked indecisive at times. Our our secondary just balls out. I love them. I love the, the Kyle Fuller story, how he was like it was talked about 
weeks leading up to the conclusion of the season, he wasn't going to be back. And that guy freaking figured it out and played himself into a contract and is now, I don't know, what what would you say, top 10 corner in the league maybe? Top 15? Yeah. Top I mean, 10. I would say top 10. Definitely you, top you, 10. You have to game plan for Kyle Fuller. I mean, he that guy. He's and he almost had that second pick he, at the he end. He did. It was just he he kind of alligator-armed it a little bit. See, that's the thing. He... If, if he had better hands, he would be a top five corner because he has, he as for as many plays as he's made, and I think he's more of an all-around corner in the yes, sense that I agree he makes you. plays on the ball, but he makes tackles, he steps up. He's a really good tackler. He forces fumbles. So that's he's, my favorite thing about him is his, his willingness to get in there and stick his nose in a running He's dropped so many interceptions, too, in his Let's time as a Let's not forget. Bear. What would it be go? Third, twelve and four that year when we went to the playoffs and lost to the Eagles, right? Yes. We were twelve and four. Should have been thirteen and three with he the dropped, first round bye, but he dropped against it the Packers at Aaron Rodgers' interception. And then the game. his his debut. Remember his rookie year? He against the 49ers, I think it was. He had two. He had one or two interceptions. Mm-hmm. He gave a pick and a forced fumble, and he dropped a, an interception at the end of the game too that would have iced it. And then I don't remember if we ended up losing that game. I think we I, did. If, if we're thinking of the same game, was that the game where B. Marsh had three touchdowns? Yeah. And, and, and they came. So we, we won that game. Okay, we came we back in the second one. half, and Jay went nuts. And I think we ended up winning that game. Okay. I'm pretty sure. But still, same but thing. I man. don't want to dog him because he's been no, awesome. No, no. He's he, one he's, of my favorite players on that defense. Me I mean, too. he's as sure. They they mentioned it. You don't want to throw it at Kyle Fuller because he no, you really don't is as good as they come in the NFL. And for yeah, especially so. for someone who doesn't have the raw physical talents that some of the other corners around the league do, he's just a right. a smart player and really good positionally, and a good bear, great bear. So I mean, c- conceivably, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because this is the Bears we're talking about, and they did nothing today to prove even getting this much of a of a pat on the back or or trust put into them but we play the giants and then we play atlanta so you better come out of that 2 and 1 at least optimistically you're 3 and 0 oh, and atlanta will be tough right. you saw For the sure. numbers that they put up For today sure. julio jones and Calvin Ridley, both monster yeah. games. Ridley had yeah. two touchdowns. Jones had 10 catches, 130 yards, something like yeah. that. And they played the Seahawks, and Russell Wilson, who might, guy be, might, might win an MVP this year, just has the ability to offset that by having a monster game. I will see how the Bears play the next few weeks, but hopefully, hopefully... Defense, like you said, steps it up. We get a little bit more pressure. Khalil Mack gets held in every play. Every freaking play. Every it's, play. It is insane. And this is not us being homers. Khalil Mack is held on just about every play. And I swear the refs just choose when or not they're going to throw the flag. He is getting mauled, held. You see him. And around He's his got throat. the edge. Yeah. And it's the big it's arm across his chest, around yep. his side. That's holding. Yep. That's holding. Pat, I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you were home yet for it because I can't remember what happened in the game, but they they were talking about how he's decided to be more of a vocal leader this year, and they showed the sidelines, and the whole defense was around him, and he, was ta- he wasn't he was singling anyone out, singling anybody out, but he was animated, and he was, he was being pretty 
demonstrative. And every single guy was just like looking at him with not saying a word, not just like listening to every single word he said and just ready to go to battle with that dude. So I'm hoping that that leadership continues to, to flourish. And, and, and I'm not worried about the defense. They didn't have preseason. They barely practiced. This is going to be a top 5 to 10 defense in every single category, especially every category that matters. They'll get it together. They will be fine. I'm not worried and about And when that. it when it mattered, they clamped down and they made plays. Yep. They made they, they got did. the interception. They yep. and then they, they, got, they yep. made the stop, you know. Right. And they and, dropped and, it, and, but we made the stop when we needed to. But like I said, we made the plays and then when the Lions had a chance to, they didn't. I'm not going to I'm not going to feel bad because we won cuz they didn't make a play. That's sports. That's why it's the best reality TV there is. I'm not going to feel bad about that. Right. Sucks to be a Lions fan. So we obviously will be talking football season. Hopefully we'll have the entire crew as much as possible before Sean takes his maiden voyage to Germany. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a German accent, so I don't know why I did that. That's all right. It's whatever. Fine. It's whatever. It's good. All right, let's go next. You mentioned the no-hitter. Alec Mills, Cubs pitcher. Toss no here. Jim, I'll throw this one over to you. I, I saw the last out. That was literally okay. my so, knowledge so of it. Here, here's how Chicago sports have been for me for the last, I don't know, 24 hours. It's been a pretty wild ride. So I'm watching the Cubs last night, and they can't do dick over the course of eight innings. I mean, they Kyle Hendricks pitched a gem. Ryan Braun hits a two-run home run right before that. There's two outs. Right before that, he fouls out or hits a foul ball. Chris Bryant runs over, kind of like, again, alligator arms it, doesn't want to hit the net, doesn't catch it, should have been an out. Next pitch, Braun goes deep. I'm like, come on. We can't get anything going. Then we come top of the ninth, and that dickhead Josh Hader comes in. Uh, I think he gets the first guy out. Baez gets on. Rizzo gets on, who's a lefty. And then Jay Hay just annihilates a baseball. Then today, the Cubs score 12 runs, and Alec Mills throws a no-hitter. Right after the Bears, who are down for 80, no, like 95% of the game, have a comeback win also. So this has been just a crazy 24 hours of sports for me. Like I said, hit on the parlay. Super excited about that. Um, Pat, I believe I saw Cubs and Sox are the only two teams that have no-hitters this year. Yes. And First time they've the, ever had it in the same season, too. Since, I think, 1901, I read. Okay. But, I mean, like, how, how cool is that? Sox have been on a collision course with destiny, it seems, and, and the Cubs are starting to... I know Milwaukee's not great, and, and their offense has been struggling, but they if they can start to peak now with 12 to 15 games left, I think they really deflated the Brewers yesterday and today with these two wins. And we should have two first-place teams in the playoffs in a couple weeks. As it stands right now, Sox won their 30th game today. They're 30 and 14, or 30 and 16. And they are in first place in the American League. So the Rays and the A's lost today. And I honestly have had so much fun watching the White Sox this year. I've watched more Sox baseball than I've watched in years past. And it's interesting with the sixty-game season. Yeah, you almost feel you almost want to tune in more than you would over a hundred and sixty-two game season because mm-hmm. there's times where you just say, 
and they they have they play every day. I'll go do something else today. Right now, there's so few of them, and they're playing so good, and the right. offense is just out of control. It's yeah. they're so good, top to bottom. Tim Anderson leads the league. There, I saw this. Chris Camp tweets out all these crazy stats. Follow him on Twitter if you don't. He, Who, Chris Camp? Chris Kampka. Chris Kampka. Got it. I'll send you his handle. I forget what it is exactly. He's the White Sox stat guy during the games when when they're during the broadcast. And mm-hmm. um, Tim Anderson leads the league in four hit games. Jose and three hit games. Abreu leads the league in two hit games and. Eloy leagues the league in one hit games. So you just have guys contributing all up and down the lineup. Tim Anderson's batting 365. Abreu's batting 320 with 15 homers and a 48 RBIs. 48 RBIs in 46 games. Eloy's batting like 290 now with 13 homers and 36 RBIs. Roberts slowed down a little bit, but still just gold glove center field. Crushing right. crushes mistake pitches. One of the best mistake pitch hitters already at yeah. playing, having played seven weeks in the league. And now Mankata's starting to get his legs back. And he was three for three or had three hits and a double today. It's just been so much fun. The pitching's been great. Keuchel's on the IL right now, so a little bit yeah, worrisome there. Sucks. But I think that might just be precautionary more than anything to gear up for this playoff run. And, sure. And if you can have Giolito, Keuchel, and Lopez pitched great yesterday coming up from Schaumburg last week after the motion. He and, did. Uh, yeah, he did pitch Stever awesome. made it. I forget his first name, but Stever made his MLB debut today. Pitched pretty good. Dane Dunning's been – and Dylan Cease has been solid too. So if these guys mm-hmm. can just step up to the moment with that one-two punch, the Sox with this offense, they're, they're a World Series contender right now they're there might they might be the best team. they are the best team in the al right now record wise mm-hmm. but they might be actually as well lineup wise pitching wise just everything they have a plus 74 run differential i mean this is a legit team we, you just gotta hope that the the playoffs the moment isn't too big for them well they get and, there. and i think the the pandemic going on will play to their advantage because you're not going to have all these young guys in a stadium where there's 40,000 people cheering against them or booing against them, which I think that's what makes it difficult. You're Now you're just going to play baseball with, with nobody around. So sure, the moment will still be big, but not nearly as big as it would have been if fans were there. And I think that's a huge advantage for the Sox. I was just looking as you were talking about that. So the Cardinals are four games behind the Cubs. There's 13 days left in the season. The Cardinals don't have a day off moving forward. And they play 18 games in those 13 days. So wow. if if the Cubs can't hold off uh, a four-game lead with 12 to go, with, with, with their team playing 18 in 13 days, then then I, I don't know. Right, because the Cubs only have 13 games left, right? Correct, yes. So And I think of those 18 games, like 14 are on the road. Something crazy. So it's 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 in but it's in the Sox and Cubs' favor to finish first place in the division and then go into the playoffs and hopefully you know who knows who knows what can happen. Anything can happen. Right. So awesome having sports back. And and again, I know that both 
the the top two teams in the division make the playoffs and you just want to get in, but neither of us would be happy if our team faltered and got in second place. Like you want to go in on that. Right, on the high note. You want to go in like, no, we can't. Especially right now because the the Sox are probably the hottest team in baseball. For sure. They're like 19-5 and over their last 24 games. Some crazy number like that. Don't quote me on it. And and, and if they were to lose steam, then it's like they peaked too early. Exactly. And you don't don't want that. It would be huge for them to get Keiko back because you would then have who? Him? Giolito, and who's your other starter? Who would be your third starter? Probably Cease. Cease, okay, right. And and then and then for the Cubs, you'd go Darvish, you'd go Hendricks, and then I, I don't I don't even know who you'd put in for our, for the third. I don't think you put Lester in. I think he'd come out of the bullpen personally. Even in the playoffs, big game, John. I, I know, but do you really want a chance? I I, I think we talked about this last year too, or two years ago. No, it wasn't two years ago. It must have been last year when they were, when we were thought they were going to make it. It's just I don't know. It's, it's 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 fun. Yeah. He has gotten shelled a few times, didn't he? Pitch better his last outing. He pitched much better his last outing. But it just I was going to say it's just cool that we're able to be talking about this right now, right? Like right now we have the start of the NFL, we have the NHL, NBA, and MLB all either in the postseason or getting to this postseason. We were without sports for two or three months, and now it's just like a sports overload, and it's. It's it's a good problem to be talking about, like, oh, well, I hope we can hang on to first, and who are our three starting pitchers going to be instead of, oh, I can't wait till we you know we're drafting the top five next year, and hopefully we get this player. We are where we want to be, and I, I want to just I want to enjoy that as much as we can. Very well said. Well said. Also, looking at this Nuggets team taking the Clippers to Game Seven, I'm feeling great about. Arturis Karnishevis being running our team and and hopefully doing for us what he did for the Nuggets or helped do for the Nuggets. That would be awesome if we just had competent teams all around to talk about right? all the time. It would be, it would be super would be cool. Sick. All right, you got to get out of here pretty soon, right? Yeah, I got I got five more, solid five more minutes. Solid five more minutes. Okay, but there was a couple things I wanted to bring up real quick at the end here. Did you see the the big leak over the weekend? No. You didn't hear about this? I did not. Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America, accidentally leaked some nude photos of himself to the internet. What? And let's just say, Mila Lanier is not the only hammer he's carrying around. <laughs> Because I did, it was I, all I the rage on Twitter. That. All I kept seeing was a picture of people posting, saying things along the lines of, just saw Chris Evans lead nukes, leaked nudes, and it was a street with a giant indentation of a dick. <laughs> so that was, I didn't actually see the photos, but that was enough for me to put the pieces together that... Chris Evans leaked nudes and has a big wiener. Captain America. Not <laughs> just America's him. ass, apparently. America's wang, too, <laughs> huh? Second, we had a strange, I would say strange, collaboration unveiled this week with McDonald's and oh, yeah. Travis Scott. It was the first time they said I saw 
that they did a partner deal with a celebrity since Michael Jordan. Since MJ, yep. With the, what was it? The Mick... The Mick Jordan, I think. Or the Mick Air. The Mick Air, maybe? I think it was the Mick Jordan. I don't know what the sandwich was, but the Mick Jordan. They had the the Travis Scott meal. Tell them Cactus Jack sent you, which McDonald's workers obviously are fed up with already and Um, not responding to half the time. But it's a quarter pounder with bacon and lettuce and lettuce and ketchup and mustard i think and then fries with barbecue sauce and a sprite so it's basically just his preferred meal for six dollars so i wanted to bring it up if you had a partner deal with mcdonald's for six dollars and they'd let you put anything on there for six dollars. Well, to an extent. Well, okay, let's say a ten dollar meal. What do you think your signature meal would be that you would this sell is, on your behalf? A, this is a great question. Um, I'd have to choose between two. My number one would be the Mick Gangbang, which is two. Uh, what is it? Two McDoubles, and you remove. Two of the buns, so it's a four patty, two slices of cheese, two buns, and then two McChickens, remove two of the buns, so it's just two McChicken buns, a fry, and then a Coke. I'd go with a Coke. My number two would be a Big Mac, a 10-piece chicken nugget, barbecue, and sweet and sour, a fry, and a Coke. So one of those would be mine. I don't know which one. I really have to think about that. It's a damn good question I wasn't ready for. Okay. I mean, you were kind of ready for it. You had two answers right off the bat. I mean, right, but I, I can't definitively pick one yet. But you were still kind of ready. I I would Thank go, you. I had time to think about it, so I'm the asshole. I set you up and then had time. But I wasn't <laughs> sure when we were going to record, so I kept it to myself. I would do double cheeseburger, and I only I don't always get this, but for for a signature meal, I don't know, I just think this would be good. Double cheeseburger with Big Mac sauce and a double cheeseburger, not a McDouble. Double cheeseburger with Big Mac sauce, 10 piece chicken nugget, sweet and sour sauce, a medium fry with honey mustard on the side for dipping, and then a medium Coke. I I saw how we're both on the burger and then 10 piece nugget in there also. Yes. Train, which is great. I like that. Always. I like that a lot. Maybe next time we'll do other restaurants signature. That's yeah, meals. that's a good idea. I like that. Then we'll try and shop ourselves to these places for for uh, endorsements and free food. Dude, I don't know who who Travis Scott's manager is, but good he's got a that. signature meal. He's got his own Jordan, his own Jordan brand of shoes, right? And there's one other thing I forget. Yeah, Fortnite. He did the concert Fortnite. Yes, Fortnite. correct. Yeah. Yes, it was a beautiful thing. Good, good on them. All right, we're going to wrap it up there, keeping it kind of short today, but Jimmy has real-life duties to attend to. Ugh. So thanks for listening. Jim, thanks for joining me. Appreciate of course, it. dude. We'll be back next week. we got football, so we'll be back. Football. As long as football is here, we're here to stay. If you don't already, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bros. Let's Talk. You can find our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and basically anywhere else you listen to your podcasts, it's home 
anchor.fm slash bros let's talk and our website is bros let's talk.com for jimmy this is pat later bro see you dude all right latest on the men Goodbyes! <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 <sighs>